Rabbi, say good morning. Let's get right to today's daf. First, we have to do a review of yesterday's daf, number Nun Vav. And then we'll get to today's Nun Zion. We are learning. I didn't catch the name. Um, uh, Who is going to what? surgery, no? Yeah, right. We'll catch it afterwards. Okay, but in the meantime, the names that I do know, Moshe David, Ben Aftal Yosef Halevi, Karen Bitzvi Zeev, um, Dina Bashalom and uh, Daniel Bernet Baruch Ben Yudaleib Amy. Uh, that's Lili Nishmas, and we'll learn the full Shleim as soon as we find out what the name is. Okay, so in the meantime, um, we started off the Gemara with the question of uh, how do we know that Reb Yudah does not hold a Breira? Okay, that was what we suggested that. He disregards the concept of Breira just to review what Breira is. Uh, Breira is where we are uh, establishing halacha uh, based on a future event, and uh, we discover retroactively what what the you know based on what happens in the future, what uh, what what happened. That's the concept of Breira, basically. Okay, um, so basically. For example, we said that Reb Yudha was not did not accept the idea that you can um, um, pick out four coins and say it's Hurver Dover Le that those were the four coins that this woman put in because that's uh, who's we don't we don't trust that, that that's enough of a basis to permit that which is prohibited. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know. I didn't know the name. I said I put it. I, I was waiting. What's the name? The uh, we're learning Lefur Shalema for Shoshana Esther. Shoshana Esther. And also the donor, his name is Daniel Yosef Ben Moshe Yosef. Daniel, you sure you got the name right? Positive. I checked three times because it's unusual. Daniel Yosef Ben Moshe Yosef. Ben Moshe Yosef. Daniel Yosef. They don't believe in women. That's all I must say. That's what the rabbi tells me. That's not true. What? They do. They they always say by the mother's name. That's the only you got. That's all you got. This is the information you have. I kept asking, and I say this is it. Enough. No more questions. We check. All right. Anyway. Thank you very much. Okay, anyway, so the Gemara, um, so the Gemara is saying, how do we know that Rabbi Yehuda does not hold a braver? So we brought a, a proof from Alacha that uh, we're talking about a, pers- a scenario where a person buys wine from a Samaritan, where we have a fear, um, strong likelihood that he does not separate all the tithes. It's the last minute before Shabbos. There's not enough time to actually physically separate it into a separate container. You have to find the container, whatever it is. It's a hassle. It's time. And there is none. So time is a vessel. So what you do is, according to Rameyer, a simple solution. You just declare the truma and you say that the truma is um, calling out the truma that's to look that in the future, after Shabbos, I will separate out. And that's the truma. Then next to that is the Maiserishon, ten parts. And then after that, nine parts Maeser Shani, and then I'm going to be Mechalo, the Maeser Shani, on Monday that I already have set aside. And then I can drink and enjoy the wine over Shabbos. That's the opinion of Rebbeir. On that, three Rabbanim argue, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yossi, and Rabbi Shimon. They all three say it's not allowed. 
can't do that. It's forbidden. Now, why they say it's forbidden? We're assuming that it has to do with because because we cannot uh, we can't uh, retroactively based on what we're going to separate after Shabbos and say that's the part that I said that I declared it before. Um, so the Gemara says, how do you know that that's what their problem is? Maybe they do hold a Brera, and the whole th- reason why they said it's no good is the reason that they told Rabbi Meir, which is, what are you going to do if the barrel breaks, if the container uh, springs a leak, then you're not going to have anyone, then retroactively you basically never separated, uh, you never, uh, you, never you, you drank Tevel, basically. So isn't that a problem? So he says, I'll worry about that when it happens. I don't have to you can be a little bit positive. That's the idea. This is the concept. Okay. Bottom line is, we don't see from there that Rabbi Yehuda holds a less laborer, that he disagree, doesn't accept the concept of But we do see it from a different source, different halacha. That's the, what we brought down from Ayo. That's his name, Ayo. And he quotes Rabbi Yehuda saying that a person cannot make a condition when it comes to extending his Trom Shabbos. As you know, Trom Shabbos is a the, the distance that a person is allowed to walk outside the city limits is a distance of only 2,000 amas, and that's it. And you're really not allowed to go any, walk any farther. Nothing to do with carrying on Shabbos. And Yalta, for that matter. However, there are things that you could do to extend it in a direction. What is it that you could do? If you set food and have from before Shabbos at the very edge of the Trum, right before the 2,000 amas, that you'll be able to access. So then you can make that point, your zero point, and then you'll be get granted an additional 2,000. So I have this city where I'm, where I'm in, my house. I can go to the 2,000 Amas where my food is on Shabbos, and then I can go beyond that, an additional 2,000 Amas, basically. Okay? So that's the concept of setting up a trum. Now we're talking about a scenario is where he wants to set up trums on opposite sides. Now, the way Trum works is, is that if the more you extend it one side, it actually pulls it away on the other side. So if I'm getting, granting myself the 2,000 Amas in one direction, then I'm basically removing the 2,000 Amas from the opposite direction. And you can't have it in both directions. That's uh, that the opposite directions on to the east and to the west. Now, what if you put it to the east and to the west and you put a condition? If I decide to make the, the you know, have in mind the east and then it's the east, otherwise the west, so this is where Rabbi Yudah has an issue, and he says, You can't do that. You're not allowed to basically just, you know, do Brera to figure out what's, you know, which side you want to do. Um, only if the Chacham came to the east, then there's only to the east. If the Chacham came to the west, then it's only to the west. And we explained it's not if he is coming, because then it's also Brera, but if he already came, he's already in the town, we just are... Not sure which side the town he came from that you want to go greet him. Anyway, so uh, then you're really at the time you're actually picking a side. You just didn't know which one. So the fact that we find out later what ha- what happened already in the beginning that's not a matter of retroactive. You're not retroactively really determining things. You're just finding out what it was that you actually did, and that's what would be work would work for according to Rebuta. So the bottom line is Rebuta Leslie Brera. Okay, so the Gemara says, now that we've established a review that doesn't hold the Brera, so that's the reason why um, that, 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 then we're, we're back to square one. Why is it 
that uh, Rabbi Yehuda required the two, uh, the two separate, one stand instead one of two stands. Because the halacha, we, we thought that the reason why you required two stands is because he, his issue is with, with writing. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't trust writing. People don't read signs. That's what we thought was the problem. And we, we, then we showed that he does hold the signs. His problem is a whole different thing, um, which is uh, Brera. So now we have to, so we're back to, going back to, you know, circling back to that original problem. Now that we've established that the issue is Brera, so then he does hold the Ksiva, he does hold the writing that there's signs he could follow. So why is it that we just don't have two stands and one will be labeled for the bull and the other be labeled for the goat and avoid any problems? So the answer is because the Konga is a special situation here by Yom Kippur. Since the Konga is weakened, he's not paying such good attention. And that's the real reason. And if you don't say that, then obviously there's other, because nothing to do with the Ksiva, there's other ways that we should know which blood is which. First of all, the blue blood is much more larger, larger amount than there is in the goat, blood, in the goat container. That's number one. That's one indicator. Um, and even if you, oh, and, and don't tell me that you didn't catch all the blood of the bull, because that's a requirement that you have to catch all the blood of the bull. So there was going to be more. And even if you can say, well, what if some spilled out, which is possibility, but, you know, then it's already a non-common scenario. But even if it spilled out, there's still, you can actually look at the blood and see a difference. The answer is, obviously, that even though there's all these things that indicate which blood we're dealing with, we, we don't want to leave anything to chance because of the weakness of the Kohen Gadol. He's fasting, he didn't sleep all night. He's out um, and he's working very intensely. It's very easy to make a mistake, and we try to do it in such a way that it'll avoid any potential mistake. Um, and we don't rely on his, him having his wits about him to avoid mistakes. That's really the idea. Okay. So the bottom line is okay, so then we brought down a story. A fellow came in front of Rava and he said, I quoted a source. That says that uh, the Kongadol went out, placed on the second stand the container that was in the Eichel, and then he took back from the first stand the blood of the bull to go on and do it at the outer, on the outer, uh, on the, by the Prochas. Um, so, and then, but he took the Damapar and then he put down the Damasoir. So the Gemara says is that, that, that this is what um, Rabbi told the person who was sharing him this. Quote is like you basically you you um, are mixing together two opinions because you're saying that there's two stands which is like the chachamim and then you're saying you picked up the one of the bull and then you put down the one of the goat which is that's a that's a rebuta line that's what only rebuta would require that because you have to pick it up before you put it down if there's only one stand so the gemara explains you're right you have to amend the text he first put down the one of the bull the goat then he picked up the one of the bull okay. Next thing we talked about is the sprinkling from the blood on the parochas, or in front of the parochas, right opposite the Aaron, on the outside. And this is based on the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, V'chein ha-shochein itam. Okay, that's a Pasuk in the Torah. And which teaches us, just like you sprinkle in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, um, for the bull, one up and seven down, and for the goat, one up and seven down. So too, you do exactly the same thing, the old mode, meaning by the parochas, one up, seven down for the bull, 
and one up seven down for the goat. And that's basically the idea. And that is where we left off. Um, both, uh,